Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Shaman. This is part of our Advanced Class Guide series covering all the new classes added in the Advanced Class Guide. Yeah, we're making headway. We're getting down this list. Yeah, so I think we only have, what, two, three left? About three or four left, yeah. So the Shaman is the mix between the Witch and the Oracle. Which is two of the like most flavorful classes you can think of. Like They're very mechanics heavy. The Witch is a ninth level caster, and he's got hexes and the pet and the patron and... Oracles got their curse and their revelations. Uh, and their... Oracles have augury. That's all they ever really use. That's all they really <laughs> need. We all know that. Augury, if you guys don't know, is the spell that branches GM. Should I do this? Yes or no? <laughs> or- have, have Oracles a- are very literal to their name. Have you had an oracle in your campaign or a witch? I have an oracle in my current campaign, a battle oracle. Oh, okay. I've, I've also had an oracle, but I've never had a witch. I've, had, I've played with both before. Okay. All right, cool. Well, now, just like the Oracle, like when you think of the Oracle, like it's really hard to describe what it is because depending on the, the revelations they take and the curses, they can really be anything. They could be full spellcasters, they can be, you know, martial combatants. And that kind of bleeds over into the Shaman. It's kind of hard to describe the Shaman because they have so many options between their version of hexes and revelations that you can't really say that for sure it's one thing. It can kind of do anything. Right, well, hopefully that'll give... The shaman, an abundance of things to pick from to create a unique, th- uh, a unique class. So let's get into the class mechanics. Oh, yeah. hey, don't tell me what to do. I'll get in them if I want to, and I want to. I that was my decision, not yours. I want to get into the class mechanics. Right, go ahead. Fine. Well, then I will. Uh, they have a D eight hit die, which makes sense because if you're gonna have a shaman go out in battle, you want him to have some health. But he's not the fighter with out with a, with a D ten or D twelve. What do fighters have? D10. Uh, out there with a D10, but it's one step low, lower, so he's not too far away. They get four skill points per level. The good middling number, not a great amount, not a small amount. Three-fourths BAB. It's the same comment as the previous two. One good save only. They only get a good will save. Their fort and reflex are both low. And he gets full progression divine spellcasting, which is the first time we've seen this since the cleric, which came out with the core rulebook. Right. Now, the Oracle also had full casting in a sense, but they were spontaneous casters, kind of like uh, the wizard is to the sorcerer, as is the cleric to the Oracle. But this is a direct, this is comparable to wizard. They get, you know, level two spells when they hit level three, and they get level three spells when they hit level five. So they're the first fast progression spellcaster, divine spellcaster, since the cleric. Like most spellcasters, they're proficient with simple weapons and light armor, and medium armor as well. Because they're... You know, divine, most divine casters get this. Right. But note, they do not get any martial weapons, so if you go the martial route, you're going to have to find some other way around that. Now, since they are ninth level spellcasters, let's talk a little bit about the spells they get and the way they cast spells. They use Wisdom as their primary casting stat as the Cleric. They get a nine level spell list uh, that has mostly Cleric spells, but is actually more restrictive than the Cleric list. It's missing a lot of options. The reason for this is that one of their class mechanics, Spirits, which is comparable to the Patron from Witch, gives them more spells on their list depending on the Spirit they pick. So if you pick the 
battle spirit, you're going to get more battle buff type spells. If you pick the wind spirit, you're going to get wind spells on your list. Things like that. Which is essentially Paizo's way of creating a dynamic spell list. We saw like an itty bitty little bit of this with, with other classes. Like you pick your sorcerer bloodline and you get like, what, like three or four extra spells, right? Mm-hmm. This is, is it more than the three or four extra spells? This is actually very, uh, it's almost exactly patron. Every few levels you're going to get another spell on your spell list for a certain spell level. I hate patron warrior. <laughs> it's like the only, it's, it's like the, you can't beat it. Hearthstone is so difficult. You can't, it's like, why am I not playing patron? Because that's the only way to win, apparently. Look, Caleb, I, I play D&D to get away from Patron Warrior. <laughs> I don't... You're, like, giving me PTSD right now. <laughs> I, I can hear the lines in my head, and then... <laughs> this is your escape, and, yeah. I, and I have... I've broken that solid, you, that ruined, solid sacred ground. You've ruined my safe space. Everyone! Over... No, get no, in no, here! Oh, no, no. Everyone! Get in here! It's lethal, isn't it? I know it's lethal. <laughs> Christian, get in here! No. <laughs> Oh, the ladder. And, and now half of our, our listeners don't know about Hearthstone, and that joke wasn't funny. The other half of unsubscribed. <laughs> the ones who did understand it still <laughs> thought it was terrible. Well, let's go on. So I mentioned the spirit. At level one, the shaman gets a spirit. They choose a spirit. This is, again, it's like the witch patron, and it is like the oracle's mystery. You you pick something like battle or fire or life. No, there's no <laughs> there's no incorporal. Option. Wait, they're not ghosts. Who the shaman? The 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 spirits. No, no, it's like it. The I mean, word is spirit, and they kind of are, I guess. If they're not ghosts, I'm not playing. I, well, you can flavor it however <gasps> are you like. Are they ghosts in the shape of totems? No, God, you are stuck <laughs> on this totem thing. Shamans should have totems. No, not everything is dictated by the lore of War, War of Warcraft. Otherwise, no one would shut your mouth. No one would ever play gnomes because they're so annoying and meaningless. <laughs> I want totems. All right, fine. All right, fine. Go on with your stupid spirits that aren't ghosts or totems. No, go on. I'm, I'm listening. So the spirit is a bit complicated. There's a lot of mechanics that go along with choosing a spirit. The first thing is that you get spirit abilities. These are kind of like spell-like abilities or passive abilities you get just by having the spirit as your active spirit. They're comparable to kind of like domain powers from clerics. And sometimes they're just really passive things. You can use them a few times a day if they are usable. And later in the spell, uh, in your class progression, you get a greater spirit ability and you get a true spirit ability much later, which are more powerful spell-like abilities or passives that you and, get. And the higher you get that, the more your spirits turn into totemic shapes. No. Uh, never. Oh. <laughs> a second. Well, you you apparently aren't going to be in the campaign that I'll be flavoring. <laughs> what the totem wars? <laughs> <laughs> no one died. It was just a bunch of wood that really got messed up pretty bad. <laughs> now, the second thing they get, like we mentioned, you get spells associated with your spirit. You prepare these spells with a bonus spell slot that is much like cleric domains you get this little slot every spell level for your spirit spells you can cast them spontaneously using spirit magic which is another mechanic we'll get into in a little bit and also unlike cleric you can apply meta magic to these quote-unquote domain spells which is it's incredibly unique and something that hasn't been seen yet you get these bonus spells but you could also say apply a metamagic spell to level one spell and now it uses up a higher level slot 
And this is something that I think Paizo's really been interested in doing, which is exploring more meta magic. There's a couple, like the Arcaniston thing, has things built into him where he can uh, affect all his spells and abilities with meta magic. You can even get like certain of those talents that let you do meta magic things. In the newest book, Cult Adventures, the kineticist can do certain things with meta magic, affecting. He doesn't have spells. He he manipulates elements, but somehow he can, you know, affect it with meta magic. So that's something that Paizo's really exploring. Or I should say, expanding on. Yeah, like the other earlier classes, like meta magic, which is something you picked right. and something you applied yourself. Now these are things with built-in access to our reasons to pick meta magic. Right. We're we're still on the spirit. The third thing you get for having a spirit is that you get a hex specific to your spirit, and we will go over hexes at level two because that is when you actually get access to them. Okay. The fourth thing you get in relation to your spirit is that you are going to have a spirit animal which is your version of a familiar. Uh, and depending on the spirit you pick, it gets some sort of buff. Okay. Is a spirit animal different than... Oh, sorry. This is one of the reasons why it is different than other classes. All right. So the spirit animal is essentially, like, flavor-wise, is giving you these spirit abilities? Uh, he is the is... animal doing these things, or is it you? It's similar to Witch in that, like, you commune with the familiar in order to prepare your spells, and they are kind of a voice for your spirits. I see. But, like, suppose you pick the, again, the battle spirit, your spirit animal gets some sort of AC buff, I believe. And if you pick the, like, ancestor one, your spirit animal appears as incorporeal and gets some sort of buff appropriate to that. Okay. And then lastly, uh, depending on the spirit you pick, your capstone comes from the spirit. So there's not one capstone for shaman, there is a capstone for each uh, shaman spirit and they get a capstone is the ability you get at level 20 all right so let's talk about the spirit animal that is not a totem and is upsetting <laughs> you want that familiar is this thing uh you said it's not incorporeal this no it's a animal? real thing it's an actual animal they get in real life it can look right. incorporeal depending on your spirit but... so uh, it's like native american going out in a sweat lodge and then having like you know you envision your spirit animal when you come out oh my gosh the bear's right there and he's your best friend but, uh, hang on bears and saunas i'm thinking of something different caleb <laughs> I get your joke. <laughs> now, otherwise, it, it works a lot like the witch familiar. You prepare your spells through it, like we mentioned. And something unique they can do is that the familiar, the spirit animal, I should say, can deliver touch spells, and it can also deliver touch hexes for you. You can denote them as the toucher for a hex. Which I looked back, witch doesn't get that. This is something only this derivative class of witch can do, which I find kind of weird. I think it's cool. I don't want it to be the same as the witch. I, I know, but I, I would be playing a witch and be like, oh, why can't I do that? The shaman can. Why is he better at my mechanics? The hex is my thing, man. <laughs> It'd be better if it was a totem than you could do in an area instead of a stupid oh animal. God, how does a totem touch people? It, it's like an area of effect, Christian. <laughs> All right, you're near it. All right, the next thing in their class abilities that is not a totem, as is none of them are a totem. <laughs> is that what we're going to say before each one? Now, the fourth ability you get, which is not a totem, is wonderness. <laughs> it's spirit magic, as you note, the word totem isn't in there. <laughs> Just, like, going to be vindictive through the entire episode. You can cast five first-level spells, and none of them have the word totem in their name <laughs> or in their description. <laughs> Well, we talked about spirit magic kind of already. I described the mechanic. It's a bonus spell slot for each level that you prepare your spirit spells in. 
You can cast your spirit spell spontaneously from these slots, meaning that you can actually prepare meta magic. Cool. Unlike the cleric, which again, they get the cleric domain spells essentially, but it's better and clerics can't do that and I'm upset. <laughs> Listen, we'd be more upset if they were worse than all these classes. We'd be like, why did you even make it? I could do that with a cleric. I could do that with a witch. Oh, I'm so angsty. Actually, you're so right. <laughs> I feel like I'm on some sort of form right now <laughs> in an alternate universe. All right, so at level two, they get their first hex. Now, the hexes are very similar to witches' hexes, and they're also really similar to Oracle's revelations. Uh, the way picking a hex works in the shaman class is that there is a general list of hexes that no matter what your spirit is, any shaman can pick. There's a lot of general ones. But then your spirit also has its own list of hexes you can pick from your spirit. So you've got to pick and choose whether you want the general one that's really useful or the more specific one to your spirit. Now let me know, of the spirit magics and the hexes, do any of them let you cast augury? Oh, sure, yes. All right, great. I, 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 I don't know for sure, it. but I'm 100% sure. I, <laughs> I, I'm fa- Quotes by Christian. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I'm 100% sure. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that there is an option for augury. No, the only thing we're 100% sure here is that there are no totems anywhere in any of these now, descriptions. There, there might be one. I don't know. Control F totem somewhere in the online <laughs> world. <laughs> Wandering spirit. Now, Christian, if you don't tell me this is incorporeal, I'm going to punch you in the face. It not only has spirit, it has the word wandering in it. Well, you get it at level four, and it's... And level four incorporeal things wouldn't be broken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's like, know how you picked a spirit at level one? Uh-huh. A wandering spirit, every day you can kind of... It just runs away from you. <laughs> no, come back! <laughs> I have the sacrifices, I swear. I just left them in my other coat pocket. <laughs> no, a wandering spirit. Remember, you picked a spirit at level one, mm-hmm. and you have that forever. Mm-hmm. At level four, you get a wandering spirit, which means at the beginning of the day, when you prepare your spells, you can pick one spirit that you do not have. That is not your spirit. So if I'm battle, I can pick the fire. Right. And then you get access to certain things from that spirit. Cool. And then you can change that every day. So you have this little shifting slot of a spirit that you can, you know, pick depending on what you need to do that day. So like I said, when you prepare the spells, you pick one spirit. And then for that day, you can use the spirit's spirit ability, which, you know, is its level one ability. And you can also prepare spells from that spirit's spell list. You do not get access to its hexes, though. So, so far, we've reached level four. We've only gotten a few mechanics. We've gotten the spirit's the big thing. we got our spirit animal. we got our hexes, and now we got a wandering spirit, which gives us our spirit abilities. So, right to level six, you get a wandering hex, which is very similar to the wandering spirit, is that when you prepare your spells, you get this little hex slot, and you can prepare a hex from either your spirit or your wandering spirit to fill that hex slot. At level 14, you get uh, two wandering hexes a day. So you can pick two different ones from either your spirit or your wandering spirit. Cool. All right, that that, that closes up level 6. Now let's go to the next level where you get something new. Level 20. Yep. <laughs> Our capstone ability. Remember, shamans are ninth level casters, so you have a full spell list to be looking through in the midst of 
these mechanics. And it's not like this is a small amount of mechanics. Yeah, they don't get a lot of stuff per level, but every single day you're like, oh, let me pick a new spirit and let me pick a new hex that could potentially change the way you're playing the character. Before we get to, to the level 20, the list of hexes you can get, is that smaller than the witch's list? The general one, actually, I want to say it's almost entirely the witch list. It's probably okay. missing a handful like two or three of them, but it's pretty much the witch list with some unique ones that are, re they're basically the same thing. Like, I think Cackle is in the list, but it's just called something different, but it's mechanically the same. And okay. then you have each spirit has its own list, so I'm going to say it's almost slightly larger than Hexes, because okay. it's supposed to be a combination of Hexes and Revelation, so it's slightly larger. Okay. Alright, talk about our level 20. It's called Manifestation, and as I said, that is defined by your spirit. Every spirit has a different level 20. Alright guys, roll initiative. Does it have a weak spot, <laughs> and how many feet away is it from me? Has anything in Pathfinder had a weak spot yet? And while we're on the subject, can a dragon fit in the room we're fighting in? Well, it depends. <laughs> Anyone have Crisco in their equipment list? Yeah, I picked it up. <laughs> Last time we were in town, I grabbed it. Oh, well, yeah, then definitely. Absolutely. Well, Kev, I have a question. On my character sheet, it says you gave me half a million gold last episode. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I got that, too. I, I wrote that down. <laughs> if we could not be children for, like, three seconds, I would like that. So pretend that you're having fun <laughs> for once. But they entertain themselves pretty darn well. I shoot it in the face. Of course you do. Without any diplomacy, it's right in the face. You shoot it. It's a Medusa, you said? Yeah. Yet another copyright infringing, non-original <laughs> character. I, I'd like to roll a sense motive on the DM. The GM, I'm sorry. I don't want to not copy copyright. DM, man. We just got not. Wow. Oh, you want to get us copyright striked? You guys have iTunes here? Obviously, you have Tolkien here, so... <laughs> Tolkien came across and his elves and his dwarves. <laughs> Did you like what you just heard? A couple of guys hanging out, role-playing? That was Trailblazers, our actual play podcast. You can find it every Tuesday right here on the Trailblazer Network. Hope to see you there. That's it. Rocks fall. Everyone dies. Everyone roll in your character. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to take a lot longer than 10 minutes. Yeah, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go through each of the spirits, give a little talk about them, and then we'll cover their capstone with each one. All right. All right, so the first spirit is the battle spirit, and the battle spirit is what it sounds like. It's a lot of self-buffs, it's a lot of debuffs against your enemy, and allows you to give your allies boosts. It's, it's, the, guy, it's the one you're going to pick if you want to be a frontliner. What's a frontliner, you ask? Well, listen to our previous episode on party rolls and you'll find out. Mm -hmm. The spirit animal looks... Aminal. I'm going to go to the hopstable. Because I got some boo-boo. Hopefully they have lollipops in the shapes of aminals. <laughs> the shaman spirit looks like a fiercer version of its species. So now not only is it a bear, but it's got a bear with like spikes and things on it. And you're like, oh, spikes. Why do spikes make everything fiercer? Why would animals have spikes? I don't know. Don't judge me. It looks so swole. You can see its veins, its muscles. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. But what's that confer? It confers your face. That's a really great buff for them to have. <laughs> it gives them a plus two to their AC. Uh, but what's his manifestation? Let's find out. When they reach 20, you can do a full attack, like full round, you know, that would end your turn. Nope. Now you can also still make your move. And your attacks ignore uh, damage reduction when you crit. Wait, before or after the uh, full attack? Either. 
You don't have to choose. Oh, so they have both. They have pounce, and then they also have like a retreat option when they full attack. Yep. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, but it's just moving. You're not allowed to uh, run or charge or anything like that. You also get a plus four bonus to your AC if somebody uh, tries to crit you. Hmm, okay. So it's it's very melee oriented. Yep. And you don't Or actually an archer would be really good with that. If they had bows, access to bows, you could move and then make a full round action. You also get uh, the ability not to die as easy. <laughs> you need <laughs> Everyone to, loves that. You need to get uh, double your constitution score and negatives to die. Oh, okay, yeah. So definitely a martial Which is like endurance or something, what is that called? There's a there's almost die hard. Die hard. So you pretty much you're getting like a bunch of feats that kind of would already want. You're getting, like, shield specialization with the critical confirmation AC bonus. You're getting pounce. You're getting die hard. Honestly, I think I would have most of these things. If I don't have some sort of magic item that lets me take more actions by the time I'm level 20, what game am I playing? Right? There's a lot of these things I'd already kind of have. Uh, pounce is incredibly difficult to get, especially for a shaman. I don't see any way for them to get it. Right. And just being able to full round and then move after... I can only think of one prestige class that can let you attack then move away without provoking. But the rest of it is pretty, like, stuff you can get. I mean, but the, the full attack move away is really important, I think. Right. Just because you can full attack someone and then move out of their range so then they can't full attack you in return. Right. But let's move on to the next spirit, which is the Bone Spirit. It's a very necromancy-themed spirit. All the spells are necromancy spells that cause fear and control undead and fear and things like that. And remember, you can't pick this one unless you carve your totems out of bone instead of wood. One day, Caleb. <laughs> Just one of with totems. It's all I want. <laughs> all their hexes deal with mostly debuffing people and, you know, other necromantic things. Their spirit animal, this is what I was talking about. Their spirit animal has a ghostly glow and seems transparent. They are always under, Finally. They are always under the effect of blur. Took them long enough. <laughs> Their spirit abilities follow the same line. They can touch people and yada, yada, yada. But let's get to the cool stuff. Manifestation, level 20. Upon reaching level 20, the bone shaman becomes a spirit of death. Once per round, you can cast bleed or stabilize as a free action. Uh, that's kind of neat, I guess. If she is reduced to below zero hit points, she automatically stabilizes. She can cast Animate Dead at will without paying a material component cost, although she is still subject to the usual hit dice control limit. Once per day, she can cast Power Word Kill, but the spell can target a creature with 150 hit points or fewer, as opposed to 100 hit points or less. So you increase the strength of Power Word Kill by 50 hit points, you can cast Animate Dead without the material component cost, which is only 25 gold per hit dice. Great. So the stuff it's giving you is stuff that you can get rid of with issue materials. Uh, uh, well, no. Issue materials when get rid of something that costly. No, 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 no. Every, every campaign that's worth its salt is going to give you issue materials that's worth better than the one that's actually in the book. I mean, I don't, I, if you want to balance creating undead, no. On top of that... You you get a thing that you can get as a trait, which is being able to stabilize somebody without a check. Ooh. But it's a free action. Ooh. So you don't even have to do anything. It's just people around you, you either choose that they are living or they are dying. It, but at level 20, if you're going down, like if someone goes under zero, zero hit points level 20, they're probably going to die anyway. Yeah. Right. 
Listen, I'm just saying, so far, Caleb's not impressed with either of these, these manifestations. All right, you go to the next one. Fine, I will. Cinder. Next is the Flame Spirit. Now, this one is, as you can probably guess, has a lot to do with fire. Things like you can protect against fire, see through fire and ash, make things more vulnerable to fire, do fiery things, uh, make things glow by casting like a little fire around them. Like, ooh, it doesn't hurt, but I'm shiny. <laughs> it's pretty much... Uh, with... Okay, it hurts a little bit, but this is still cool. <laughs> it's pretty much like fairy fire. Um, but we're not call it fairy fire because that sounds lame. But your spirit animal uh, gets surrounded by a nimbus of flame that gives off light like a candle. Let me let me just make this clear. A nimbus of flame. What a cool word. I just picture this thing is like on fire all the time. Light it generates, little candle. <laughs> so equivalent to a level zero spell, so but that's okay. I'm picturing like just as a candle on his shoulder. Right? <laughs> it's a nimbus of flame. He's it's got a my spirit animal. No, no, put it... <laughs> Ow, he dripped on me. <laughs> It gets immune to fire damage, but it's vulnerable to cold damage. So don't fight any ice dragons, but fire Wait, dragons the, just the back shaman off. or the spirit, the, the spirit animal. animal. Oh, so just go to get to a red dragon and just send your bear forward to be like C and Ten, <laughs> <laughs> just breathing fire at the thing. Like, what's wrong? I can't kill this bear. He has hair. He should be on fire. I don't think bears are viable familiars. I don't think you could pick them as a familiar. Familiars are like cats and stuff. Wait, I can't pick a bear? No, this isn't an animal companion. This is... No, no, this if is, my this spirit is a, this animal... Is fami- this is like bats and be... cats and no, 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 rats no, no, no. and... No, 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 If I can't pick my spirit animal, it would be a bear or a wolf, what everyone wants their spirit animal to be. Caleb's going to be upset. Caleb needs to see what our animals we can pick is. Pause the podcast here, guys. This is not getting edited because I'm very upset. It's the wizard familiar list. Shh. <laughs> Where? Where it's, is it's this? It's not going to be listed because it's going to be a wizard ability. <laughs> it's not... Uh, you're looking d- somewhere it won't d- be. D- oh, Wizard's Arcane Bond class d- Page 78 and 82 <laughs> of the core rulebook. Every right back. <laughs> Christian's looking at me with like this, this look of... Okay, alright, I know what's going to happen. But go ahead. I can pick a bear. No. <laughs> hey, what's this one? Totem. That's interesting. It's right here in the coral book on page no, 78. <laughs> you wrote that in with magic marker. <laughs> a magic marker. Well, this is Pathfinder. I'm not going to use a normal marker. We're going on an adventure. An adventure book. Like, you ever read those like adventure books where you can choose your own adventure? And it's like, oh, you fell down a well. Go back to page 12. Well, on page 82, it says, Caleb, you were wrong. <laughs> Familiars. Uh, Bat, cat, rat. What did I say? Hawk, lizard, monkey, owl, rat, raven, viper, totem, toad, weasel. Well, uh, isn't there like an improved familiar feat? Yes. There. Done. None of them are wolves. All of them are wolves. (laughs) No, Kayla. (laughs) It's like they're all outsiders. Shh. And dire rats. Do you want to... Dire rat. There you go. Cat Sith. What were we in Final Fantasy VII? What is this? I can get a dragon. dragon. I can get a dragon. Fairy dragon. It's still dragon. Fairy dragon. No. I don't... I don't get this class. You can't have totems. Your spear animal can't be anything that looks at all intimidating. You can get a rat. Yeah, because when I went to my sweat lodge for three weeks, I came out and said, I envisioned a rat. <laughs> I'm so upset with you, Paizo. I'm so upset with you right now. Zero out of ten. This I give I give a class review. I'm done. 
I don't even care about the rest of these spirits. I'm so upset right now. I don't think he went to the capstone yet. It's because it doesn't matter. This is not a bear. Flame. It doesn't matter, whatever. It gets fire resistance 30, and you get a bunch of metamagic feats you can use. Like enlarge spell, extend spell, silence spell, or still spell without using any stuff. Who cares? It's not a totem or a bear. Wait. Any spell? Yep. It doesn't increase the level. Or she can the also time. apply any one of the following feats to any fire spell she can cast. What? That's yeah. ridiculous. It's really cool, but it's you, not a bear or a totem. You can apply it to level nine spells. You can apply meta magic to level nine spells. This person can apply meta magic to level nine spells. Can they apply it to a bear or a totem? No, because they're not spells. Doesn't matter, Christian. <laughs> Go on with your next one. Fire resistance thirty. That's that's really good. Why aren't they immune to fire? That's dumb. Anyway, on to the next spirit. You know what else is dumb? You. Go cry. Go cry while I read this. <laughs> Go get it out, Caitlin. <laughs> you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> Just cry his shoulder and he's like, let it out, let it out. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> so the next spirit is the Heaven Spirit. This is, you know, it's very similar to the Heaven's Revelation from Oracle. All their spells are like color spray, hypnotic pattern, daylight, you know, that kind of stuff. Basically making stuff glow in one way or another. Their hexes and spirit abilities follow along the same lines. Don't really want to get into them. Your spirit animal gets a fly speed. I don't know on what on earth a star map is, but your your spirit animal's flesh accurately reflects the stars that would be visible in the night sky, no matter where the animal is or the time of day. Due to this, it can be used as a star map. I think it's just essential you can look at it and, like, you would nav out the stars. So, like, if I'm on a pirate ship, I can use it to tell what direction we're going to go? So could every pirate worth of salt who can pick out the North Star? <laughs> well, what is the middle of the day? Oh, well, then they wait till night. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you don't have to. Perfect pirate class. <laughs> In addition, it gains a fly speed of 5 feet. If it already had a fly speed, it increases its fly speed You know why it would feet. be a good pirate class? Because you could probably, you know flavor your hawk as a parrot and uh and now your parrot has a fly speed <laughs> it increases by 10 if it already has one um while the animal is flying a small nimbus of light surrounds it they really like nimbuses of light they with these do things. the word nimbus is really exciting for them i don't <laughs> like, think they know what it means because first off it's like a candle <laughs> uh upon level 20 the heaven show and becomes the spirit of heaven She receives a bonus on all saving throws equal to her wisdom modifier. She automatically stabilizes if she is reduced to below zero hit points. She's immune to fear effects, and she automatically confirms all critical hits if she threatens. If she dies, she's reborn three days later in the form of a star child, maturing over the course of seven days. Wow, that's a really... What's a star child? In the form of... <laughs> Wait, do you become like a star child, like the, the CR11 creature? A star spawn? Or, uh, uh, um, what was it called? I know what you're talking about. The thing is like Cthulhu. No, I, th I think they're called star childs. Aren't they? You know, the Cthulhu thing, right? The no, 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 no. Like the little glowing children that shoot rays of light at you. You know, know, star child? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Christian. I think it's called Star Spawn. What's the Cthulhu worshippers? Oh, well, like? according to Google, the Star Child's skull is a deformed human skull, likely to that have been of a child who died as a result of conge nope. Gross. congealed something. <laughs> the poster we're looking at to figure out what that Star Child is. This guy just pretty much just quoted the the thing that we're looking at now and goes, "So what the hell is a Star Child?" 
So I don't think I don't think Star Child's anything specific. I but, think like they're just flavoring. Like you come back and I guess you glow a bit, and, you, and, and then you <laughs> roll on the reincarnation table. And I don't think anyone actually knows what a Star Child is. The best one I got here is a space hippie. <laughs> really, nobody knows what it is. Oh, think- Shining Child. That's what I was thinking. Oh, Shining Child. That, oh, that's the creature. Oh, is that the thing. Look, it, like. No. I hope you don't come back as that, because you're way like, weaker than a level 20 character. <laughs> is that the thing to be sure he's like carrying like a, a little teddy bear or something? No. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh, it's Attic Whisper. Get away from those things. Those things are creepy. They're like, hey, your voice... Good thing you're not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> those things are like, hey, your voice? Mine now. You don't get to use your voice anymore. See you in D, D, uh, 1D6 days. <laughs> this one, this is a really good capstone. The bonus on all saving throws equal to your wisdom modifier is kind of ridiculous. That... Your casting stat is wisdom. And at level 20, you're going to need it. Yeah. There's that's... no reflex saves. They're DC 5 at level 20. And you you reincarnate yourself, so you're kind of immortal a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't say that. Only happens once. Talk to your DM about it. We're not going to get into details. <laughs> Next is the life spirit. And this, as you, again, can probably tell from its title, is a lot about healing and something interesting, denying healing to your opponent. You can... Use a thing that stops any sort of healing things from affecting uh, anyone you cast it on. So it's like, oh no, this wizard keeps buffing. This, oh no, <gasps> it's the perfect anti-summoner thing. You know the summoner who's like, I can just buff my Edelon and then I'll be back here. You guys deal with him. Oh, is he hurt? I'll heal him. You're like, boom, try to heal your Edelon now. Oh no, I can't. Now you're dead. <laughs> Finally, we found a counter. Uh, your spirit animal appears to be not only a very healthy but a beautiful version of the previous one. So now your rat looks great. <laughs> Stupid rat. A bear would look better. A beautiful bear. I could picture a beautiful bear. Braids its hair and everything. Again, I'm thinking of a different bear. Not a hair. <laughs> <laughs> he would still have braids, though, in his chest hair. <laughs> All right. Um, and he also gets fast healing one. If it doesn't already have fast healing. If it does, its fast healing increases by one. Is there, is there any sort of animals that can already have fast healing? Not that I can think of off the top of my We're head. We're making faces like we just smelled somebody <laughs> take a dump right in front of us. Like, did, is there, did that really happen? Uh. Um, Maybe an improved familiar list somewhere. It's Manifestation, which is its capstone. You, let me read this flavor. You quote, unquote, become a perfect channel for life energy, end quote. I love how they like, make up things. Life energy. This is the thing that flows through all life. Walls don't have it. No, they're dead. That's Deadwood. They don't have life energy. You get immunity to bleed, death attacks, negative energy, and as well as the exhausted, fatigued, nauseated, and sickened conditions. Ability damage and drains cannot reduce you to one or below. I'm sorry. Cannot reduce you to below one in any ability score. You automatically succeed at saving throws against massive damage. And when you reduce to below zero hit points, you don't die until your negative hit point exceeds double your constitution score. Which is similar to the the war one where you get the double constitution score. But I don't know, is there anything else in this entire game that won't let you go below one ability score? This seems really unique to me. There, There's some here and there effects, but there's none that's ubiquitous as all effects against all your attributes that can never be reduced to one. And, you know, at level 20, uh, there's a lot of things that you'll come across, uh, even going up from 15 to 20, that'll do ability damage to kind of kind of reduce your effectiveness. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big danger at level 20, because something could just be like, ha-ha, charisma drain. You're like, oh, zero, I'm in a coma and dead. <laughs> right. So now that can't happen to you. That's actually very interesting. 
and the rest of it is gravy. Uh, immune to death tax, bleed tax, and negative energy. I think like doesn't a vampire or something like you can get gravy. Yeah, it's, it's just gravy. gravy. It's, just gravy. it's the perfect. They're the perfect channel for gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kineticist and I control gravy. <laughs> um, but that's some things. There's some things that you can get that get you immune to death effects. I mean, like, but again, not as ubiquitous as basically everything. But you know what? They may be a little difficult. I think they may be like uh, if you make yourself a skeletal champion, which I know sounds like, uh, oh no, you're putting a not an archetype. What do you call that? Template. A template on you. But honestly, if you if you uh, do the math, it only equates to like two or three levels. So it's like and also immunity to all fort saves. We'll talk about it later, Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that's interesting. It's something that I don't think you can get without doing some very funky things. So I, I like it. I mean, I think it's appropriate for a capstone. And it's not just like, hey, I'm going to be a cleric. Like we talked about in our last episode, I just want to heal, be a healer all the time. You get some interesting healing things, but you also can still do all the things that your class can do. And you even have those things that deny healing to your opponents. So I think it's it's unique and it gives you more things to do than just heal, but still has that flavor. I like it. It'd be better if there was a bear or a totem involved, but it's okay. There never will be. <laughs> wow, way to just crush me. The there never will be. You're not loved. You never will be. Next is lore. <laughs> <laughs> the next spirit is lore. Uh, the lore spirit, as its name suggests, it has to do with knowledge checks. You get a lot of spells that are divination-style spells, learning new information. Most of your hexes deal with things like that, learning reading minds, learning more information, using your wisdom modifier instead of your intelligence modifier for a lot of stuff, which is really neat. Your spirit animal is quiet and unassuming. It gets a plus two bonus on initiative checks and plus four bonus on stealth checks. Because I love making my players roll initiatives separately for their familiars that probably aren't doing anything in combat <laughs> anyway. Their manifestation is the... Sh- the to, to, to be fair, sometimes you do need to make your familiars make stealth checks. Like I know a lot of players are like, oh, my weasel can go steal his purse. Ooh, and it's like, yeah, okay. That, they're commonly used for uh, scouting and stuff because they can usually fly or maybe burrow when right. they're small and unassuming, especially this one, apparently. Uh, the manifestation is upon reaching level 20, the lore shaman becomes an unending font of knowledge and lore. They just can't stop talking. They're looking at <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is the ancient history of the Aslantes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like regurgitate information. You guys should know about blah. <laughs> no, no. She can take 20 on all knowledge skill checks, including Bard. those she isn't trained in. Bard. Trained in. Bard. Shut up. Bard gets this at level like three. No, they can do it once a day. Still, when do you need to make more than one? It's a knowledge check. Uh, all the time, because there's always knowledge everywhere. <laughs> okay, Mr. <laughs> Bookworm. The world Wait, is just she can, full of knowledge. She ha- effectively always has a 20 on all her knowledge skill checks. That nothing. I don't think anything else can do that. Good at level she, 20. She's you know basically all the stuff omniscient. That... She knows everything all the time. Her understanding of the fundamental underpinnings of reality have also become so advanced that she can cast Wish once per day. This doesn't require a material component, but the Wish cannot be used to grant ability score bonuses or replicate spells with expensive material components. Holy... Okay, so for reference, the Wish spell, which is a level 9 spell, costs 25,000 gold just to cast regularly. And then whatever thing you're duplicating... But but my custom issue materials means I don't have to spend any gold. No. <laughs> Why? No. So that's a... I think that's a really good one. <gasps> I'm going to pick this one. Why? You know why? I'm going to wish for a totem. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. First wish I'm going to make 
My spirit animal. I'm tired of the stupid little hawk. That you've they been get through 20 them. levels with. They've been your conduit for power. Please, it died like 19 times and I had to get new ones. It's now a bear. Now it'll never die. Second wish, totems everywhere. What makes you think bears are like immortal beings? <laughs> They're big and fat. Listen, these guys can use like, man, boy, things got real rough. I'm just going to sleep for like half a year. BRB. T-T-Y-L-A-F-K. So next is nature. Now nature is... Uh, again, how come all the ones I get are like as you expect and yours take a little more definition? Nature, as you expect, is like, ooh, I can entangle people, walk through uh, branches and stuff, and I can erode things. <laughs> I can talk to animals, stuff like that. Uh, but when it gets to uh, your spirit animal, your spirit animal looks feral and appears to be in peak physical form. That rat is is just... Pumped. It is. It lifts weights every day. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> That's how your rat speaks. <laughs> what do you want to do today, rat? I don't know, brother. <laughs> Gotta find that cheese. Then I'm gonna snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the rat eats. <laughs> I, I, must, I must use my conjuration magic to make Slim Jims. Otherwise, the rat will starve because that is all he will eat. I, I think I've told you before about the, the podcast I listened to where the guy... He's uh, he's all into conjuration magic, and, and everything he touches or tries to ingest turns a gogurt, and he can't stop it, and he doesn't know how to fix it. <laughs> the steak looks wonderful, touches it with the, with the fork. Oh, gogurt. <laughs> Why does everything taste like gogurt? The manifestation. Gross. Once per day, you can surround yourself with an organic cocoon of silk as a four-round action. Ooh, when you enclose the cocoon, three days later, come out a beautiful butterfly. Really? Fly speed. No. <laughs> you're you're considered helpless while you're in the cocoon. Great. But eight hours later, you emerge having changed your type to plant, animal, or humanoid. Your choice. And you gain superficial physical characteristics of the chosen type. It doesn't change your hit dice or hit points or saving throws or skull ranks, classical or proficiencies or like anything like that. But what it does change, which is permanent, by the way, you do this once... Until, well, until you transform again. Oh, sorry, you're right. Uh, but what you do have is you get cleared of all poisons, diseases, you get restored to full hit points, and healed of all ability damage. So it's like a super rest, except you come out looking like a freak. I don't get this. Why would I want to turn... Like, it's cool that I can do that. I like it that's an option that I don't think it's like you can do otherwise. But mechanically, why would I want to become a plant? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's immunities that plants have and stuff like that. If you're about to go into some, do you sort actually of... get like the plant subtype? Like it actually changes your type, I guess. So, it's yeah. changing your type, which can be helpful depending on what you're doing. Uh, if you're going into, well, you'd have that ability. Um, I'd, I'd have to look. What is it? Plant, humanoid, or animal? Yeah, I'd have to look at the plant resistances. But maybe you can, like, if you really want to be photosynthesis. I think, I think the big deal with this, if you want to be photosynthesis, I want to be photosynthesis. <laughs> I want to be the. Axe. I think the big deal here is the ultimate restoration. No one else can sleep for eight hours and be cleared of everything. Mm. You have to cast spells, be addressed by other people. This is. <laughs> looks so unimpressed. This is. I've been poisoned. I have zero in all my ability scores. I'll be back in eight hours. Back to full. I can just cast heal on myself for greater restoration <laughs> as a standard action. Instead of waiting eight hours and then becoming a plant. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look, again, I have to look at the plant immunities. I think that is, that's much more flavorful than it is powerful, I feel. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
So the next spirit is the stone spirit. I really don't feel the need to describe anything they do because it's just rocks. It's literally their spells are rock spells and their hexes are rock hexes and they're But Christian, but Christian, you can become slightly magnetic. <laughs> you can also walk through sand and stuff and it's not difficult terrain. Basically anything involving rocks you can think of probably somewhere Christian, within this pantheon Christian. of options. Slightly magnetic. <laughs> I don't need a sword of returning. I just stick my hand out for one round, and it slowly comes to me. And after, like, six rounds, I got it. <laughs> Saved myself a 2,000 gold with that trick. Hey, listen, if Luke Skywalker, while he was hanging upside down in the Wampa's cave, had that ability, he had that uh, lightsaber a little clo- quicker. Now, wouldn't he? Ah, Star Wars references are lost on me. What? I'm going to... Are you ready to lose subscribers? Yeah. I thought the original Star Wars was crap. I didn't see it until high school. I the podcast just ends like right there. <laughs> Cut off. I don't. Really? I, I don't like. I. I thought the story was shit. I thought the acting was shit. The effects didn't scale well into the new generation. I didn't understand why. It, I could see why it was good like twenty years ago. I just didn't get it. I guess everyone's entitled to their opinion. I thought they were great movies. Do you think Darth Vader's cool? Not really. Really. Interesting. We've all learned a little bit. It's just the hero's thing. journey. It's like the, the stereotypical hero's journey. We were learning about that in English class. Well, you know we what Star Wars it. doesn't have? Totems or bears. <laughs> so I guess I can agree with you there. Back to the stone spirit. Uh, the spirit animal gets DR5 adamantine, and they look like they're made of earth and stone. It's uh, appropriate that you covered that you don't like Star Wars under stone, because you're probably going to get stone <laughs> as soon as somebody finds you. <laughs> I've got to, like, hide my identity now. Can you <laughs> remove my picture from the website quick? <laughs> uh, upon reaching level 20, the stone shaman becomes a being of acid and earth. The shaman gains acid resistance 30. She can also... Oh, this is just, like, the flame one. She can also apply any one of the following feats to any acid or earth spell she can cast without increasing the spell's level or casting time. In large extends silent still. Is there even any level 9 earth or acid spells? I feel like there is probably. World Wave, of course. Of course. Uh, and also, is that the is that the big gigantic ti- uh, title? Oh, what's that called? What's a giant wave called? Tsunami. A giant tsunami? Kind of. Yeah, you ride on it in the world. Like, there's a bubble wave you ride on. I don't know if that's technically earth, but that's what came, comes to mind. There's another one, uh, but it's probably water where you do a big tsunami thing. That's cool. Speaking of water. Speaking of water, what about waves? I'm going to assume that that's much like the flame and earth ones that we've done just now. You would not be wrong. A lot of water spells. Uh, you know, you get to cast water stuff, and oh no, there's a wave and it's attacking you. And oh look, water doesn't bother me as much. And I can touch you, and now you're enshrouded in myths. Ooh, special. Uh, but your spirit animal, uh, this one's creepy. The skin of your spirit animal constantly distorts, much like a pond surface ripples, when drops of water fall gently into it. So your thing is just constantly like rippling. <laughs> Does that hurt? No, it just kind of, <laughs> just kind of happens. <laughs> uh, but he does gain mobility as a bonus feat. And if you are in, uh, in addition, the animal can breathe underwater. Oh, okay. That, oh, because it's even better at scouting now. Yeah, just don't. Go near the megalodons. Because what I want to do is send my vulnerable, stupid little rat that's not a bear into water where everything can kill everything, including rats. Because, <laughs> you know, in in this cave, in that little puddle of water that might go to another chasm, there's probably a shark. I want, like, a salmon. 
Or like a goldfish as my familiar. Can I have a goldfish and just carry him around as my familiar? I don't see why not. Well, you won't let me have bear because it's not on the list. Because it's like a medium-sized creature. Is goldfish on the list? Well, kind of. I'm sure there's some kind of fish or something comparable. I want a little goldfish. And I can call him... And you can go around in a sphere of water. And I'll call him Splashy. And he splashes. Because that's the sound he made when I dropped him in the water. I didn't know this was the preschool version of Pathfinder, but okay. Whatever you want. The point of this game is that we can do whatever we want. If I want to have a goldfish, I should be able to do it. I should be made fun of. Or I'm not making fun of you. That bears or totems. All right, so when you reach a respectable level... constitution. <laughs> level 20 is much the same as you just heard. You get resistance, actually, uh, resistance 30 to cold and... Uh, More common than acid. <laughs> those same things in large extent, silent and still spell, are free to cast, essentially. Next spirit is wind. And much like the last two, it's just another element one. So you get a lot of wind spells and you get wind barriers and you can kind of shock people with electricity and you can look through wind so if you're in a storm you don't get a penalty on perception checks kind of thing which we could use with that hurricane coming at us (laughs) the one that's angry about star me liking liking star wars you're the one that's caused the hurricane to hit new jersey we figured it out redemption i hope it i hope it's 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 not as bad as they're saying we don't need another Sandy. Gosh. If only I had the spirit animals buff from this. Oh my gosh. If we if we get hit by the hurricane and just say it's as bad as Sandy, I wonder if Christy will drop out of the race to deal with it. Ooh. Politics that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I love Christy. I hope he doesn't. All right. Uh, the shaman spirit animal crackles with electricity when it moves, giving off light like a candle. Again, they really like this light like a candle. <laughs> wait, wait, is it a Nimbus? <laughs> no, this time it's just, you know, crackling electricity. That, don't worry, when they, when they do their uh, erratas, I'm sure it'll be in there. Okay, Nimbus on <laughs> Repl- Replace light like a candle with Nimbus like a candle. <laughs> <laughs> this electricity deals no damage to the animal or any creature that touches the animal. The animal gains energy resistance 10. Or electricity resistance 10. Excuse me. The capstone is, upon reaching level 20, the uh, wind shaman becomes a being of air and electricity. Oh, wow, look at that. They get electricity resistance 30, and they can cast any electricity spell with those metamagics we mentioned before. Let's go to the next one. That's the last one. Oh, it is? We figured it out. Wow. We're done. Okay, so I'm a little underwhelmed with most of those. Yeah, but some of those... Capstones, I should say. I like I like yeah. most of the hexes, and I like the future. The capstones are a little underwhelming. What it is is it seems to be ill-spread. Some of them are like, wow, it got like 100 things that are really cool. It's like, oh, I got Resistance 30. But honestly, even like three of them have like the elemental focus. Like you said, the ability to cast those metamagics without spending the time or increasing the level is really powerful. Especially if there's a level 9 spell that fits that description. Because level right. 9 spells will just be like, this is it. <laughs> this is all you can ever do. You can't Don't metamagic touch it. this. <laughs> It'll blow up the world if you make it any better. <laughs> Destroy Ozone. I need that level 9 <laughs> spell. Isn't that actually a spell? Is it? I, there's something akin to it, I feel. Anyway. So overall, Oracle, how do you feel? Oh, oh, something important I want to mention. Oracle Shaman. Yes. I'm sorry, they're so similar. <laughs> um, something really worth mentioning so with the Shaman is the uh, human favored class bonus that they came released with this book. Like I said, the Shaman has a very restrictive spell list because it gets the spells from its spirit, and that's supposed to be where it gets access to more spells. The human favored class bonus is that you can add one spell from the Cleric spell list to the Shaman spell list. It just has to be one level lower than the highest spell you know. So you, If you are a human or a half-elf or a half-orc, I think can all take that. Uh, you can potentially have a really, really much bigger spell list than regular shamans, which covers one of their main weaknesses. Cool. Yeah. That's right. neat. Wow, that's neat. 
All right. Um, well, I give it a zero out of ten. No totems, no bears. Yeah, do it, do, it, it doesn't have a lot of the stuff you'd, you'd expect something called the Shaman to have. Like, it. my problem with it is that they. it feels like they literally took Witch, and then they took Oracle, and they're just like, smashed them together. <laughs> it's literally, it's just hexes and revelations and spells, and I just don't... Like, even though it has a lot of new words for stuff, I don't feel like they do anything particularly unique. Like, they, they just feel like spellcasters to me. And, and jokes aside, I understand why you can't have a bear and all that stuff is because, listen, we have there's a class in here called the hunter who <laughs> deals with a familiar, right? Uh, I, I, like a familiar, not just a familiar, but a, a, um, a, an animal companion, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to make it different from that. So I understand that. But like you said, that leaves it kind of um, wanting. Flavor-wise, like you said, it's weird, but it still it does have that flavor. If you're going to mix two very flavorful things together, it's impossible not to have the flavor. It's just not as distinct from I, other I think things. Just by the fact that it is so similar to the other two, I feel like that actually, even though it has as much flavor as either of them, I feel like it reduces them just by proxy of now there are other things in the world that exist that do the same thing I do. Right. Yeah, like it's like the familiar, oh, like the wizard and like the witch. I mean, it's not like when you say spirit animal... That brings up a lot of other imagery for me than a companion, a rat companion or a hawk companion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I understand completely. Shaman's definitely a powerful class. I don't want to mistake it with that. It's a ninth level spellcaster, and the hexes are incredibly versatile and stuff. But I just personally, I think its flavor doesn't step out enough from its two parent classes to really carve its own niche in the world. Right. But I don't think anyone who wanted, who played this. Uh, I wouldn't um, say, oh, no, this is overpowered or anything like that. I think it's balanced pretty well. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. Is there anything here that screams to you one or two level dip? Not at all, I don't think. Um, because, like I mentioned, they are the only full progression divine spellcaster since the cleric. So prestige class is actually stuff you could previously only get with cleric at level five. Like, suppose you need a level two divine spell or a level three divine spell to reach a prestige class. Uh, Shaman's the only other class now that you can hit level 5 with it and then jump into that prestige class. So I think prestiging with it might be a viable option. But I just think the fact that the wandering... You kind of really want the hexes and stuff before you jump ship to another thing. Right. But yeah, nothing's like, wow, dip in this is really good. It's like, eh, your right. familiar would stop scaling and then your hexes would stop scaling and things like that. All right. And I just think that Star Wars was a great series of films. Join us for our uh, extra credit where we go over to archetypes. I'm sorry, we go over all the archetypes to example builds of this class. Classes dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. Visit our site for other great Pathfinder podcasts. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Why do I roleplay? To associate with cultures I never would have imagined. This is exactly what my mother said would be hell, and this is hell. No, 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 my friend. This is Journey to the Center of the Earth like Brendan Fraser movie. No, I don't understand your accent. What? <laughs> Whoa, what's with the giant cake? That's my cue. Whoa, she's naked. Here is softly speaking Sanskrit. We know why we roleplay. Why do you roleplay? Softlyspeakingsanskrit.com